What's up, everybody? It's Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook with football game plan here to talk to you about Isogenics. Isogenics is nutritional cleansing, which is a lifestyle upgrade. It's an easy to follow system that burns fat, supports body systems and promotes lean muscle growth. The solutions it provides are weight, wellness, performance, energy and health aging opportunities. Start now and transform your life by reaching out to health and prosperity coach Jim Paterno at jenrachelle at gmail.com. That's J-E-N-R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. Or shoot her a text at 862-220-6611. She's also on Twitter at Coach. That's I-S-A-J-E-N-I-X coach. Isogenics, solutions to transform lives. Welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. You can follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Also, don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network, which is located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And that's where we'll release all of our scouting prospect rankings video uh, videos for the 2018 NFL Draft. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, make sure to subscribe and leave us a five star rating. Like I said before, footballgameplan.com or youtube.com slash footballgameplan. Subscribe there and all of our prospect rankings video will start to come out pretty soon. I want to say Monday, uh, I've done quarterbacks, I've done wide receivers, running backs, fullbacks, and I've just finished the tight ends class. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Some of my quick takeaways from the tight end position. But again, those full list of our rankings will be out on our YouTube channel and we'll also post it on our website, obviously. If you follow me on Twitter, I will tweet them out, and, and so that way you know that they are, are up and complete and done. And if you're subscribing on YouTube, as you should, you'll get the alert that, hey, this video is up now. It's posted, and you'll see the full ranking. So after this, I'll move on to the center position, then guard, then tackle, and then finally be done with offense and then move over to defense. I should be done with the offense probably around Thursday. Uh, depending on you know the, the what I have coming up popping up during the week, but Thursday I think I should be done grading the offensive line, centers, guards, and tackles. But today we're here to talk about the tight end position, so let's just jump right into it. The top grades for this position, I think this is a very good class. Quite honestly, there's a lot of depth in this class, and you know how we break down a tight end position. We just don't say tight ends. We go H backs, inline prospects, flex tight ends. Our top-graded H-back for this class is Jalen Samuels of North Carolina State. Now, he's a unique player because you saw him play running back at the Senior Bowl. Some may see him as a fullback, a tight end, or a tailback. So I think he's best suited to play H-back because he can do all three. And he was the highest-graded one out this group because he was a guy that, again, can do a lot of different things. You can trust him in the backfield. You can trust him coming out of the backfield as a receiver. You can trust him in line. In the slot, out wide, he does a lot of things. You can even trust him as a kickoff returner. He has really good hands. So, to me, he's the best H-back prospect in this draft class. And just full disclosure, 
the total prospects we graded this year, I want to say it is 36. So 36 quote-unquote tight ends in this year's draft class that we were able to put under the microscope, watch their film, and grade them uh, and grade them on what they did on the field. So top H-back is Jalen Samuel. The top inline prospect is Dallas Goddard of South Dakota State. I fully expected going into his tape, again, I've seen a lot of FCS football. We cover a lot of FCS football here on Football Game Plan. Fully expected him to be a flex player, but was pleasantly surprised at his inline blocking ability. So I think he has a home as an inline tight end. He can also play flex if he wants to, but I think right now this guy has potential to play inline at the next level. He graded out as our top inline tight end. His receiving skills are second to none. He may have the best hands in this group of, of tight ends. So he slightly edged out the number two player. I'm not going to tell you who's the number two player, but slightly edged him out because of the athleticism, uh, because of what he can bring to the table from an athleticism standpoint. So that's what gave him the nod over the number two guy. But overall, when you factor in athleticism, the the pass catching ability, the route running capabilities, uh, what he can do as a blocker, as a game breaker, he graded out as a top inline guy. The top flex guy is Tyler Conklin of Central Michigan. Came away very impressed with how he's able to operate in space. I think this is a very underrated prospect in this draft class. I know he's going to be at the combine, so it's going to be interesting to see how he tests out athletically. But on film, this guy can definitely get the job done. He was also down there at the Senior Bowl. But Tyler Conklin plays well in the flex position. And when we talk about flex, we're talking about guys that are bigger wide receivers, so to speak. So I think according, based on his film and based off my film study of him, I think he's the best flex tight end in his draft class. Now, you're going to look at some other superlatives here. Uh, we're going to talk about some other superlatives here in a second. But we want to talk about who's the best blocker. I think, and I think this guy not only is the best blocker, but also has, I, I would say, I don't want to say upside, but he also is going to be a better pro than he was in college. And that's Dalton Schultz of Stanford. Tremendous blocker. I think he does a great job at the point of attack, great point of attack player. Um, you can even put him as an H-back and he can uh, block well there, uh, you know, blocking on the move. He does a good job overall in that department. I think his receiving skills wasn't utilized a lot at Stanford. So I think moving forward to the NFL, that's going to be an area where you're going to see him grow and people are going to say, hey, wow, we didn't know he could catch the football like this because he wasn't doing that at Stanford, but definitely has the hands. He can run those short to intermediate routes that you want your tight ends to do. But the blocking part of it, I thought he dominated each and every rep. The best route runner is Blake Mack of Arkansas State, another one of these flex guys that can get out there as a bigger wide receiver and run routes like a receiver. And you saw him at the East-West Shrine game. I thought he was holding his own in line. They had him playing in line a lot at the Shrine game, wanted to get him well-versed in working with his hands, coming from uh, you know your traditional tight end position. So he was able to hold his own. You saw him in team period do a great job. Uh, base blocking and things of that nature. Even at Arkansas State this last year, they started to feature him a little bit more as a blocker too, in addition to what he does as a receiver because he's tremendous there. But I thought his route running was outstanding, you know, whether it's double moves, trying to find nuanced or new uh, new ways to, to win versus a defensive back. He was able to win that um, battle more often than not. He also still has that speed of a guy that came into Arkansas State as a wide receiver and grew 
into a tight end. So instead of him having him lose weight as a wide receiver, they just moved him to tight end, and he was able to thrive there and cause a lot of problems in the Sun Belt Conference. Now, the biggest sleeper in this draft class is Ross Dwelly of the University of San Diego. Now, you may remember that program because last year they had a guy that got drafted to the Detroit Lions and ended up making an all-pro team as a rookie. Um, and as Jamal Agnew, the, the cornerback slash returner, his teammate, the, the tight end, Ross Dwelly, is phenomenal. I know a lot of the talk went to Dallas Goddard of South, of South, of South Dakota State and Justified, but in the same subdivision of FCS, Ross Dwelly was out there doing work on the West Coast for San Diego for all four years, a three-time, a four-time All-PFL member that's Pioneer Football League, so he was four-time All-Conference, um, two-time All-American, tremendous talent, can play in line or in the flex. So he's one that you're going to hear a lot of as we move through the Pro Day circuit and things of that nature. This guy is tremendous, so keep an eye on him moving forward. And an underrated player in this class, I think, is Shane Wyman, a Wyman of Northern, Northern Illinois. He's another one of these, these H-back types, and I, I hate to say it, but, you know, the deceptive speed. But he does he does have that because he lulls you to sleep thinking that he's not going to run fast. And then once he gets out into that route, he's able to accelerate and break out or in with explosiveness and separate from the defenders. So I think he's very underrated. Northern Illinois, I love their offense and how they utilize their H-backs and their tight ends. Um, they get a lot of people involved with how they move the football down the field. And uh, Wyman is a guy that is going to be another one of these names you're going to start to hear a lot of as he moves forward. I also think he can play fullback if need be. I think he's about 6'3", about 256. Let me double-check right quick. But I do believe he's one of those thicker guys. Um, he's 6'3", 250. I also can see him as a fullback. I think he can do uh, execute lead blocks very well. Um in addition to what he does from his H-back position. So those are some of the superlatives, some of the quick takeaways I got from the tight end position. Now, when you compare it to last year's class, i tell you what, looking at the inline tight end prospects, I think this year, last year had a couple of inline guys that they grade out real high. Um, Jordan Leggett, O.J. Howard, Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, they graded out in the 80s. Now, inline here... You don't see any 80s, but you do see guys that are that are right there. So you're looking at guys that probably would have been third, uh, you know, third through seven on last year's list. So this is a really good group of inline guys. H-backs, I think this is about what and what. Uh, maybe this class have has a little bit more di dynamic ability. The flex spot, I think last year's class was was well deserving of hype. Um, you had David Njoku, Bucky Hodges, Gerald Everett, Cole Higutini, Adam Shaheen, um, Jacob Hollister of Wyoming. I do believe this year's flex group is much more uh, explosive. So I, I like this group of guys that we have uh, as as flex tight ends, guys like Adam Brenneman, uh, Jordan Atkins. You know, those guys can play in any class. Uh, Chris Herndon. Uh, we already talked about Tyler Conklin. So I think this is a really good group. H-back-wise, I think this year's class is a little bit better uh, overall, top to bottom. Guys that not only can block, but also get out there and run routes and, and find themselves open. So I think that's how this class – I think this class may be slightly better than last year's class, a little bit more uh, well-rounded and deep at all three spots. 
And you're starting to see this this group of this position go back to basics. I just talked about how it's more well-rounded, and I'm talking about from a blocking perspective. A lot of these guys can block, which is great, because at first you ha- you heard about, oh, the spread offenses and the tight end position that are essentially bigger wide receivers. Yes, that's true, but now you're starting to see guys run out these spread formations a lot, and these tight ends will better be able to block or they won't play. Um, or you may see a team go out there with two tight ends. You know, one will be essentially the flex guy while the other will be the inline guy. So I think now we're starting to see more guys take blocking seriously because they know that only that not only gets you uh, more playing time, but it helps elevate your stock from a draft perspective because you can do more and now they don't have to take you off the field. So I love to see the position get back to basics, blocking first, Receiver second, I think that's huge. Uh, and these guys, we know they're great receivers, um, but it's good to see a lot of these guys from flex, inline, H-backs be able to block. And whether that's in the backfield, motion out, and then block on a perimeter or blocking in line, they're getting back to basics at this position. And I like to see that. Now, it's it's creative because they're, you know, you're, you're more dynamic in the passing game, but these guys are a little bit more tougher uh, in that blocking department. That's good to see. And a lot of people always ask, well, why do you see a lot of small college tight ends thrive? And that's your Dallas Goddards. That's your Ross Dwellies. You see a guy for the Cleveland Browns who, were the, who was their best tight end uh, last year out of Princeton. And uh, uh, now his name slips my mind. But the, the tight end from Princeton thriving with the Cleveland Browns. Why do these guys thrive? Well, here's the reason why. It's all about high school recruiting in uh, body development when you get out of high school. A lot of these guys that are at the FCS level or Division II level, like Adam Shaheen um, or Division III, NAIA, when they come out of high school, they may be taller, slower, wide receivers. So you get them in college, and they develop into their body. They start to fill out their frame. They're still wide receivers, but now they've added college weight with a college nutritional program, and now they become – athletic tight ends so that's the thing when you're in high school rarely do you find a a guy that's a finished product at that position that's you that's a unique position um so guys want you know at the power five schools probably want guys that are a little bit thicker you know closer to that to that peak as opposed to a guy that's a tall skinny or slower wide receiver well yeah you're going to get a slower wide receiver that'll turn into still a fast tight end um, as you progress. And so that's why you're starting to see a lot of these guys thrive. Again, your Goddards, your Dwellies, um, Andrew Vollard of Weber State, who was at the East-West Shrine game. And, you know, it's taking a chance on a guy that may not be physically there yet as a 17-year-old, but you put him in your program, you put him on that college nutritional plan, that college workout system. Um, he's getting three meals a day. He's in the weight room. He's blossoming as an athlete. And now you have a guy that, that can't be stopped defensively because he's a, a mismatch or a matchup nightmare in the on a perimeter in the slot. So I think that's why you're starting to see a lot more of these small college tight ends get their just due at this position. But that's it for this 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 particular podcast. Again, now that we've done the quarterbacks, we've done the running backs, wide receivers, and now tight ends, we move along to the offensive line, centers, guards, and tackles. I probably fly through the uh, guards and tackles because according to the Twitter timeline, there's only one guard in this draft class, and that must be Quentin Nelson, 
and only one tackle in Isaiah Williams out of Georgia. So it, it may not take me long just to break down those two guys because that's the only two guys I see talked about on the timeline. But all jokes aside, glad to start the offensive line because you, you get into a different mindset or frame of mind when you start scouting by position and you're getting out of the how can I create a mismatch uh, mindset with these offensive skill players. And now you have to really focus in on a technique and how these guys execute down in, down out along the offensive line. So I, I am excited about the challenge, getting ready to, to finally complete the offensive side of the ball. I may do an offensive big board, but I know I always do a complete big board. Uh, but this week we're going to start working on the offensive line. You'll start to see these videos start to roll out on our YouTube channel, I promise you, and we'll get those up because I know a lot of people ask about the full rankings. Yes, I can't wait to show you what the full rankings look like. Just want to produce the video first and get it out there for you guys, and that'll happen this week. So, again, follow me on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. Subscribe on YouTube at YouTube.com slash FootballGamePlan and bookmark the website FootballGamePlan.com.